Do you not remember what he did to Glenn bro, in Abraham? Bro, I remember. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Do not cite the sacred text to me, which I was there when it was written. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are once again. This is the 2022 edition of the Lockdown Yard Podcasts. 2022, man. This year is so futuristic. Man, how many movies do you think I've been predicting this year and like the future events? You know, in those old sci-fi films. Listen. In the year 2022, humanity was nearly wiped out. I just the one that comes to mind, this is this is even in the past, but Back to the Future. Which year was it? 2020. Oh, what was it? Yeah, it was, it's passed it was already. 2000 because they, and something. 2000 and something. 20? Was it 20? Nah, I think it was before that. I have to go back and watch it. My memory's yeah. a bit hazy on that one, but... You sure the that's a good question. Before? How many <laughs> how many events have been predicted for 2022 in films previously? That's funny. Well, honestly, I swear Skynet's next. <laughs> Skynet. Boy. What film was it? Which is quite a prominent one. Where it's, it's twenty thirty five. I forget which film. Exactly. I Robot. Yes. How did I know that? I was thinking about that movie recently. How are you? How did you pick up on that movie? <laughs> <laughs> because I was recently been thinking I want to watch that movie. How did you know? <laughs> Man, I Robot is just a cult classic, man. It's really good. My logic is undeniable. <laughs> you still got to die. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just remember Shia LaBeouf in that film. Just he still he he was still in his even Stevens mode. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah. phase where he was just even Stevens and everything. <laughs> Stop cussing and go home. Go home. And Will Smith was just Will Smith and everything at the time as well. Bro, the, the bit I like in iRobot, there are a bunch of bits, but the one bit I like is when he's about to, he's chasing down that robot he thinks has got like um, stolen the woman's purse. And he's eating a pie as he's walking down the sidewalk. Baller move, by the way. And he says to the guy, hold my pie. Sir, hold it or wear it. And he just jumps off and starts running after the robot. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> so hold it or wear it. I like that bit. I, I do. I enjoy that movie a lot, man. Yeah, I enjoy man, that I enjoy movie a lot. It's one of those underrated ones, I think. Yeah, for sure. sure. And that hilarious bit where he sneezes. He's, he's speaking to the CEO and sort of something or like robotics that. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then the CEO says something and then he disagrees with it. He sneezes and said, <coughs> you okay? Yeah, I, I'm just allergic to bullshit. Hey, you don't get to... <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's be clear. Oh, <laughs> nah, that's yeah. good, man. But happy new year to everyone. Happy new year, people. Wishing you good fortune. Indeed. We had a good festive period, good content. A whole lot, man. I'm going to just pause it right there. Keep going. I'm just going to close my window real quick. I just have some weird animals outside. You know what? I just realized my window is, in fact, closed anyway. And the animals are just being a bit loud. So we'll just continue. (laughs) (laughs) So here, live with Lockdown Yard, we have live animals (laughs) in the studio. (laughs) Probably some foxes or something. Listen. Foxes in London, they're getting braver. Depends which part. Of, depends which part of London you're in, but foxes are getting braver, and you know they make these nasty noises at night where you can't tell if they're fighting or doing the they, dirt. You know, yeah, it's like wow. it's like I hear that outside my door. Almost it sounds like a damn war zone. I'm like, exactly. What's going on? And then you look outside, you can't actually see it. <laughs> You like, just ooh, hear it, ooh, who's yeah, yeah, you want to see who's beefing. You're like, ooh, ooh, who got to put money on? And then you can't see him. Like, well, this is a crap fight. Then I can't, I'm just hearing it. I don't see any action. Listen, it's just ah, it's pay per view. What is this? For someone, imagine there's an underground ring of fox fighting somewhere. I wouldn't man? be surprised, man. In London, I would believe that. Honestly, people got to eat. <laughs> got to eat. Oh man, but. Yeah, happy 2022, people. Uh, unfortunately, in the world of movies, it started off on a pretty sour note in aspects with the Bro. passing of the legendary Sidney Poitier. Poitier, man. Man, iconic. Iconic. I, honestly, we need to address like something that happened beforehand, and it is so mad how it happened. 
Let's hear it. No, you were involved in this story, remember? You, my powers, dude. Oh, my goodness. My powers? I, after that, I just remember what you meant. After that, I banned you from just speaking any celebrity's name, especially yeah, our, favorite, I mean, our favorite actors. Man, it's kind of going to be hard because I'm on this pod and I'm going to talk about some people. <laughs> Go, man. Take it away. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. <laughs> All right. So this is really, really random, but I swear I've got the receipts. I was thinking around the time that Betty White uh, passed away. Well, that's another loss we had. Um, Betty White. Um, mm-hmm. was, it, was she 94? 19? She literally just about 19, didn't nine. make it. Yeah, she 19, didn't make it to... But hers was a double whammy. Yeah. She didn't make it to 2022, nor did she make it to 100, 100. which was so close. It's just so, so sad. Man. So close. But yeah, um, rest in peace to Betty White. But going peace. back to um, that story about Sydney, I was thinking, oh man, who do, who who is left that I remember as being one of those top tier, like proper, proper, proper actors, like from the days back. And I was thinking Sydney Poitier. And this was on the day he, it was announced that he died. And it was like 10 or 15 minutes beforehand when I was talking to you on WhatsApp. I was like, I want to post this clip. What do you think mm. of it? It's from, um, um, guess who's coming to dinner? And literally, I got a notification, BBC News, Sydney Portier has died in 94. I was like, what? And you posted this before TMZ, who are known to have the first, they got first dibs on every story. On so the You posted day. before TMZ. I'm suspicious of you, man. Bro, <laughs> I was in shock. I was shook. I was like, damn. Mm, that was nuts. That was nuts. That was um, crazy. That was crazy coincidental. Honestly. Like, as far as coincidences go in my lifetime, that's a pretty significant one. Yeah. But yeah, we lost a legend. I saw him in, like, it's named three films. I've only seen three films of Sydney Poitier. Um, um, what's it called? In the Heat of the Night. That was the first one I saw. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I've seen clips from it. Not the full film, I've seen clips from it. I see that's the most uh, famous one he did because it's got mm. the very, very iconic slap where um, you know the slap I'm talking about. Mm. Basically, I'm going to give you a rough premise. Like He's a detective in the 1960s, like late 1960s. So mm-hmm. he's a black detective. He's in some very rural area, of ta- a rural town in America, and he's investigating something. And one of the suspects is his like, um, head... He's a very prominent white person in the town. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what his role was, but then he questioned the, he, he questioned him, and then he took offense to him being questioned by a Negro detective, slapped him across the face, but did Sydney not slap him right back? And that is one of the most iconic moments in nice. Hollywood. Love it. Love it. Man. What else do you, have you seen any other ones of his? I've seen clips from To Sir With Love. So yep. that was made in the same year as Heat of the Night, actually. In fact, he was quite busy in 1967. Yeah, he was. like Three of his biggest films, To Serve With Love, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and the one you just mentioned, In the Heat of the Night. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, man, he was... He's done a lot. There was one more I wanted to mention as well. I can't remember what it's called. Trailblazing stuff. Trailblazing Trailblazing, stuff. yeah. But there's a bunch out there, man. You can really educate yourself with this stuff. It's really great. Honestly, man, he, he lost did well. Time. Without him, yeah. there was no Denzel. There was there'd be nothing, man. Like it's it truly started like, with him, man. A lot of um, more recent Black Oscar winners tend to refer to Sydney as their inspiration. And again, we you just mentioned Denzel when he won his Oscar. Um, he was paying tribute to Sydney. Mm-hmm. So you know when one of the goats, such as Denzel, does that, you just know. Sydney was legit. He's a legend. Proper man. Yeah, man. 94. 94. You did well. 94. Right. So today, was it today? Yeah, today we've had the Golden Globe winners. Now, before we get into the actual, you know, winners, um, did you see the whole thing about how the ceremony was stripped back? So there was no show, there's no glitz and glams. Uh, actors didn't attend, they actually boycotted it. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. So the Golden Globes apparently had this issue for a while where it's not been very diverse in terms of the journalists it allows on its board and to judge the films. And 
it's actually resulted in black projects being overlooked for years. No way. Yeah, because the the thing with the Golden Globes is their panel of journalists. It's it's diverse in inverted commas, but they don't have black journalists. So this year, like you had Tina Fey, who was meant to host it. She was proper like ridiculing it, and and actors just said, "Yeah, this is twenty twenty two, man. This isn't on. We're not going." So all the actors boycotted it. So there's no show. And the Golden Globes committee tried to deny that, oh, we're not stripping it back because of that. Yeah, right. There was no show, but they did announce the winners. And, you know, as much as I want to say F the Golden Globes, I still want to celebrate the actors who put in their hard work and received their awards justly, such as Andrew Garfield. He won, I think this is his first major award win, right? It was right? Tick, Tick, Boom, wasn't it? I only started that today, you know. I need to watch that. It's I keep saying I need to watch all these films. And I have been doing my homework a bit, actually. Uh, I believe the latest one I told you I watched was Being the Ricardos with Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah, I you mentioned she won as well. So The Power of the Dog, that's the one I need to watch. Oh, with Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. But, um, yeah. I'm happy for Andrew Garfield, man. He's worked hard in his career. Yeah. He's been doing lots of varied roles. Yeah, man. I, I'm happy for him. Deserved. Deserved. Mm. You were saying, what, was his first nomination? Or first award winning? His first major award win, actually. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go through the winners now. Power of the Dog actually apparently swept up nicely. Nice. The Power of the Dog won the best drama motion picture. It won over Dune. Interesting. It won over King Richard. Okay, I need to find out more about Power of the Dog as well. Same here. West Side Story uh, won Best Musical. Possible Musical podcast episode coming up. Watch this space. You sent me that film, Drive My Car. It won Best Foreign Language Film. Have you actually seen it? No, no, I just heard about it. Let's see. Let's see, I need to check that out because it's getting a lot of hype. Best Actor in a Drama Motion Picture was actually won by Will Smith. So yes. Well done Ooh. to Will Smith. Listen, Will Smith, like, he's one of those actors. He's been deserving of an award for years now. But for whatever reason, every year there's always been kind of better performance. He's he's consistently good, but, you know, there'll be one year when someone's just exceptional and he always gets pipped out of either the nominations and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. eventually the, the actual winner of the awards. Do you watch this show called Success- Succession? No, but I hear good things. I've heard so many good things about Succession. I just, I need to check it out. Succession is like a comedy, I think, but it's also like a drama. Okay. Because it won over some big shows. It won over Lupin or Looper. It won over Squid Game as well. Oh, really? Really, Mm. really. And didn't have a a song like, you know, how's it go? Oh, you just want me to sing it? Yeah, I kind of just want to hear you. (laughs) My cousin <laughs> singing in Korea. You know. I I already mentioned Nicole Kidman won Best Actress in the Drama Motion Picture. Actress in a Musical or Comedy. Yep, Rachel. You haven't seen West Side Story, have you? No, not yet. Have you seen the original? There's an original? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I haven't seen the original either. To be fair, I hadn't seen the original either before watching the new West Side Story, which was a great film, actually. It was so well shot. So well shot. You wouldn't think Steven Spielberg, this was his first ever musical. He shot that like a seasoned pro, man. Which, of course, he is in other genres, but he's never done a musical, so well done to him. Well done to him. Spielberg magic, man. For real, for real. Uh... Best Supporting Actor in the Motion Picture went to Cody Smith-McPhee, Power of the Dog. He was in... He was in X-Men. He was in X-Men Apocalypse as Nightcrawler. Yes. Yes, that's what... Ah, yeah, I recognise the face. Yeah, yeah. But he's not the old school Nightcrawler. He's the new school Nightcrawler. Yeah, the new school one. Okay, and then the man of the moment, Andrew Garfield, Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Uh There you go. And he won over some decent competition. I mean, he won over Leonardo DiCaprio from Don't Look Up. But 
for, for me, the Golden Globes has always been funny because I don't know why they bunched musicals and comedies into one genre. Yeah, they're very different genres. Yeah. I don't know why they do that either. Like, Tick, Tick, Boom is a completely different film to Don't mm-hmm. Look Up because you've got films like Licorice Pizza in here and In the Heights in the same oh, category. Bro, I need to talk to you about that film. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about that film. I know what the plot is and I need to talk to you about it. Oh, Licorice Pizza? Yeah. I've heard about it. I've heard controversial things about it, actually. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> about un- underage things, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't understand why that film's getting so much hype, because it's kind of messed up. It is messed up, but that's, I'm, I'm intrigued, because the, the controversy is what I'm more intrigued in. Like, I'm seeing people talk about it on like um, social media, and they're saying double standards, and they're saying a whole bunch of wild stuff. I'm like, yo, is, I need man. to watch this film. Because all, all I've heard of it was the, well, this, is, this isn't even a spoiler. It's, a, it's the synopsis, more or less. Yeah. The, this older woman is dating a younger guy who's underage. Yeah, he's like and, 15 or something? Yeah, he's 15. And she's, and she's 20. Well, it doesn't matter. He's 15. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, is this a movie? This is yeah. a, this is happening. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I have to I have to finally watch that film before the Oscars and they didn't get mm-hmm. it's not gonna get nominated for Oscar, do you think? It'll be very telling. Boy. Boy. We'll see. Boy or oh boy. It's definitely one of the front runners though, that's the thing. Alright, it's gonna be one of the films I have to see first. Because all I can I'm not gonna go on here say so I need to see the film, but yeah. based on but there are there are shows out there that really just aren't for me. There was this one last year, or was it during lockdown? It was on Netflix. Do you remember? It was like to deal with like, um... oh, not the teenage girls one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I didn't that even watch was that. Mad controversial. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how these things get made. How oh. did they get past the rain board? Like, hey, I've because remember on the the twenty twenty one wrap up episode, I was just like, there's some films where you just like halfway through production, and no one just takes a step back and says. Are we sure we want to do this? Or even before that, <laughs> this goes through so many people and gets approved. I'm like, damn. Mm. Anyway, anyway, best original song. Have a guess. Have a guess. Um, West Side Story. Nope, it wasn't. But um, I'll give you a clue. We're uh, in a year. We're in a year. We well, we were in a year which had a James Bond movie. So, oh, as uh, standard. Okay, the opening to that. That to yep. no time to die. That's correct. Billie Eilish. Uh, yeah, close enough. Close yeah, enough. Yeah. Mate, Power of the Dog actually swept up, you know, because even the director won the Oscar, won the Golden Globes for that. Jane Campion. Hmm. Interesting. And original score, you know, you already know who won this It's one. Dune, bro. Of it's course. Dune. Hans. Hans Zimmer. Hans. Once again. I didn't even no. know what the other contenders were, but I knew Dune was going to be there. I knew he was going to win. To be honest, I don't. The competition wasn't amazing. I mean, we had Encanto. Have you seen Encanto? Nope, not yet. I watched Encanto with my friend. It's pretty decent. Good oh. message. Okay. Um, That's Disney, right? Yep, Disney. Not Pixar. Disney. Uh, Disney yeah. Animation. Okay. And you know, a few other categories here. We had you know, best animated film, Encanto, as mentioned just now. But yeah, we've been through the main categories. There's so many categories. I'm not going to go through every single one, but yeah, what I, I think I've said before, what I do like about these awards, even just the nominations, is it does narrow down the films that are kind of deemed worth watching. You know, it's like been through a lot of eyes, and people say, yeah, these films are actually good enough to be nominated. So mm-hmm. it gives us a chance to, because there's so many films out there, man, and it's yeah, so said, little yeah. time. Just need something just to like tell you. Here's a guy of the best ones you can see of this year, possibly. But this exactly. is just our list. You probably people can always refer things to each other. Like you and me, I can refer things to you. Don't even on Oscar on Golden Globes, like Radar. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Right. I have a question for you, sir. What? Okay. Is, what was the first film you watched in the cinema this year, twenty twenty two? Uh. It was, ah, it was the Kingsman, the Kingsman. Kingsman. Sweet. I actually watched that just before the end of 2021, but it's still fresh, fresh in my memory. So, Mm -hmm. man, what were your thoughts on that? Oh boy, oh boy, this was a good film. It was a, 
It was a really fine film. Like I, I knew it was a prequel to Kingsman. So yeah, you've seen the previous two, haven't you? Yeah. So what I, do you I think was... of that second one? I want to ask you. The second one, am I making? Oh, that's one with the with the Pedro Pascal and the cowboy hat, right? Yeah, the metal dogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I genuinely forgot about it, but it's not bad. It's just very forgettable to me. Some people really hate that one, you know. They say really, that was terrible. I I have a lot of pain points with that film. It, it's not the worst film I've ever seen, but it wasn't good. The way they brought back Colin Firth's character. Like I was just like, really? It just took me out of the film. Oh, I remember that scene. They used they reused they reused a soundtrack piece from X. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that. That was. I just a felt bit like much. there was no love put into that film. I don't know, man. I feel like it was such a forced sequel. That Elton John doing karate or something. I don't know. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Oh, I remember that. I, oh, okay, I remember one more thing as well. It was just um. Was it Sweet Home Alabama? Yes. No, no, Country Roads Take Me Home. Oh, was it the way... Um, oh, what's this guy's name? Merlin. Merlin. Merlin, yeah. The way he went out. Yeah, he just like sung to like... Try Take and me kick. home. Yeah. Country. Oh, man, my voice. Yeah. By the way, if I sound a bit different today, it's because not feeling 100%. So... Yes, apologies for the voice changer. Oh, put um, the voice changer away, man. They're <laughs> trying to be professional. Put it down. Come and make me. <laughs> that makes anything funny. <laughs> Wait, I saw a clip of... Um, uh, Toby Maguire, he was walking and then he saw some paparazzi get hit by a car and he started laughing. <laughs> then someone edited edited the. You'll get your rent when you fix this damn door! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dinner's gonna be man. five minutes late. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's hilarious. Danny Elfman, I think that was Danny Elfman, right? Yeah, he outdid himself. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez, but um, yeah, Kingsman. So going back to Kingsman, uh, well, the Kingsman. It was a huge improvement on the second film. I love the first one, the first film. Mm-hmm. Um. Second one was just bad, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Decent action here and there, but yeah, wasn't good. But third one kind of brought it back to Big time, the things yeah. we loved about Kingsman 1, the, the Secret Service. Uh, loved yeah. Ralph, Ralph Fiend's, Ray Fiend's performance. Yeah, he was He's great. He's good in everything. Yeah, I think he was, I thought he was really good. I actually felt like he was really protective over his son in the story. And mm. I, I don't know if we're going to talk spoilers. We're going to talk about it. There were very good points in the film where he showed mm. his range as an emotional actor, I thought. And Definitely. his supporting cast as well. Um, so Digimon Hunsu. Um, he was very good as well as, um, what's his name, Sherlock? Or something. I, I, kept right. hearing, I kept hearing Sherlock. Well, yeah. No, well, he or Shola, Shola, Shola. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have subtitles, you see. Subtitles <laughs> yeah, have ruined our film watching, man. Now we we rely on them. It's like if we don't see subtitles, we don't we don't take it in. Like, hold on. In the, in the cinema, hold on, let me get my glasses. Mm. Put the subtitles on, please. I can't. Can you turn it up a little bit? <laughs> no. um, he was great in it as well. And there were very good points in the film where I wasn't expecting certain twists to happen. I think I told you about this. Mm-hmm. And it genuinely shocked me that they went there in the film. And I remembered, yeah, this is Kingsman. People yeah. can die here. That Just whole scene, like that. Like that whole scene, I loved that, but it, you could just take it out and it, it could be like a short clip in itself. It could. It really could have. That whole scene on the battlefield, mm-hmm. it could be a short clip in itself. And I love that scene so much. My favorite part of the film. And as you said, it did have a shocking moment, but. Yeah, man. It, the choreography. Everything. Oh, the choreography of the Rasputin fight. The Rasputin fight. 
I this know is... you want to talk about that. So Reese Reese Evans, aka the Lizard, the Lizard from Amazing Spider Man. He has range, man. First of all, he's got range from poor Peter Parker to Rasputin, and his accent was pretty good. His accent was pretty good as far as fake Russian accents go in movies, but. Yeah, man, the choreography was. I was watching. Insane. I was like, "Yes, this is Kingsman. This is this what we love." Is Kingsman Sp- doing like three sixty spins on the table? Mm-hmm. There's sword fighting. Yeah, like, doing the proper Rasputin dance like moves, but he do- turns it into like a fight move with swords and everything. Proper. Dope. Dope. There were some but, weird moments in that film. Oh, right? I know exactly what you're going to talk about. <laughs> there were some weird. You know what? I guess. Spoiler alert for me here. We, you've heard our views on the film. We liked it, and mm-hmm. you know, I definitely refer you watch it as well. It's, mm-hmm. it's much better than the second one. If you hate it, I didn't really hate the second one, but I had much more fun with this one than the second one. Absolutely, absolutely. Summary. But um, check it out. But spoiler alert. We're going to go into spoilers here. We'll go back to the sort of battlefield scene. But go, on, man. The healing scene. Ugh, <laughs> I had no idea what I was seeing. So. Ralph Fiennes character, his he had a leg injury, and it's been bugging him throughout like half the movie, but really thirty years. And he goes to Rasputin at this party, and he just and Rasputin's like, "Come to my room, let me heal you." And then he sits him down on the chair, and the whole point of the mission is to like poison Rasputin, and he just licks the guy's leg, like right where the wound is, keeping eye contact while he does it. I was just like, sounds going on as well, bro, bro. The sounds that him and Ralph Fiennes were making outside, <laughs> and, Pete, and, they were, and the son and the and and, and uh, Sherlock, or whatever his name is, they were outside the door and they were hearing these sounds. And how did he not like think that sounds sus? Honestly, oh my goodness, there was laughing as well. <laughs> uh, I was just like, bro, what the hell is this? It was what? as sexual as it gets without it being actual. Sexual acts. It, re- it reminded me of that Family Guy cutaway of like, do you remember what it was? It was like a Peter in a in like a room with a turkey or something, and it was like something happening with the turkey. And I defy you to tell me what exactly was wrong with this. It felt <laughs> exactly like that. Oh my days! But that the action that ensued after that weird moment was fantastic for sure. Loved it. Mm. Um. Going back to the battle scene, the battlefield scene, where they get closer to each other, and each side decides, you know what, no guns, let's just do this hand to hand combat with knives. Yeah, because they had to get uh, the guy who had like uh, information. A spy. Yeah, yeah, spy in the middle of the battlefield in no man's land. Mm. And I just loved that, and you just see them crawling closer to each other. There was no music. Mm-hmm. It was just getting closer and closer, and it was so intense, man. Bro, imagine. You are staring at the person you're gonna be knifing down in like two minutes, and you're calm, and you're looking him in the eye, and you're just getting closer to each other. That's so intense. It was amazing. I actually loved that scene. So you knew yeah. it was war, proper war. No talking, nothing, just on site. And there was something you mentioned to me in your immediate review after, where you said it kind of reminded you of 1917, where he grabbed the guy, the spy, and he was trying to run through the field. To get yeah. back to his own side. Yeah, it did remind me of that. Not in the way, not in the same way, was it? Because in 1917, that was like a one. That was like oh a yeah, that's, that's income. You can't compare to that. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It just reminded me of it. Yeah, not, in, not better because it just reminded me. It was very intense. Like the idea of like running across like an active battlefield with something that you need to get done. That's why it reminded me of. For real, man. Uh, but the it was tragic, tragic. Oh. Do you think he could have handled that differently? Not the person you shot him, his explanation. I I don't know, you know. In the heat of the moment, if I just run a battlefield, I would be like uh I feel like he wasted like, too many words, man. Bro, he's got that adrenaline though. Oh yeah, that's true. That's it's true. true. That's what I'm trying to say. The adrenaline in that situation, he did exactly what I think he could have done at that time. And it just unlucky that he was holding that 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 mm. um that thing in his hand. Fucking German spy. Oh, I was like, nah, he can be okay. Nah, right between his eyes. His eyes are going mm. up. <laughs> that go- he- he's gone. When the way I could see it, from the way the camera moved, you just knew, yeah, this guy's dusted. He's done. 
And I was like, how is Ralph Fiennes going to take it? Mm. Oh, no. He's destroyed. And the way he looked at the painting of his wife, I was like, nah. You didn't even need words to describe how he was feeling. The most annoying bit about that was, you see how, when he was running through the field and getting shot at and they all had Stormtrooper aim, not hitting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit him at the point where he shouldn't even have been hit. At the last, he dodged harder. He, he was easier to hit further in field. But mm-hmm. just as he gets back to his own side, that's when they get hit. And that's when the person who would have saved his life by verifying that he was indeed not a German spy would have... Um, just collaborated the story. Yeah. So I know, man. That's what's so tragic about it. He, he actually did a heroic thing. But there's no record. Well, there was no record of it, like person there until like obviously um, the story goes on, and then they make his sacrifice mean something, and that's what establishes the Kingsman. I like that exactly. story. And Kingsman actually follows, in terms of reviews, it follows a trend I've I've pointed out to you before, mm-hmm. especially on Rotten, specifically on Rotten Tomatoes, where critics didn't like this one. Why? They hated it, man. It's like forty-two percent critics only only 42% of critics like this one but 80% of audiences like this one so that's like a nearly 40% um, difference between the two so you're just looking at that and saying listen why is there such a gap between <laughs> critics and audiences I've noticed like there's a new film that's come out I haven't seen it yet called The 355 have you heard of it I have heard of that one as well yeah I haven't seen it yet, but this one's even worse, the disparity. 25% of critics like this one. Only 25, only a quarter of critics who watched this liked it. Guess the audience score, without searching. 85. Close, 83. Hey, oh, wow. <laughs> dispar- it's like one of the biggest disparities I've seen on Rotten Tomatoes. It is actually insane. So, yeah, man. I... Going forward, listen to podcasts for your reviews. People that you know and love. <laughs> not, not these reviewers who don't know stuff. You know what, though? What I, do, what I do like about it is that every time I see a film which critics hate, it's getting to a point where automatically I'm like, ooh, I'm going to like this one. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how my brain goes, honestly. It, it does. That's, that's normal, though. And I've seen films where critics rate high, which critics rate highly but audiences, not so high. So the last, most recent example I saw was a film called The Green Knight. I don't know if you've seen that one. Say that again? A film called The Green Knight with Death Patel. Oh, I've heard of that one. And that's also on my list. I really want to watch it. It looks yeah. interesting. It looks very fantasy, you know? Well, the thing is, you had it's rated really fresh, actually. 89% of critics mm. enjoyed that one. But guess the audience score? 19 no, no, not that, not that bad. It's 50. Oh, 50. Okay. But it's like, hmm. When it's the other way around, it's interesting to me because I agree my views on films align with the audience scores the vast majority of the time. I'll be honest. Mm. I watch things and judge for myself, but afterwards, I, especially divisive films, I do tend to align with the audience score for the most part, not every single time. And this was an interesting one, so I'm looking forward to watching this one for myself. I'm a big fan of Death Patel. He does so well, you know, moving away from British TV. It's yeah, also got X Machina Girl. Uh, what's her name again? Anya? Or um, is that someone else? Alicia Vikander. Ah, that's it, yeah. AKA Tomb Raider. Got you. Now I picture yeah. Mm. So, yeah, man, I am going to check that one out. Okay. Right, we're going to get into a few scenario questions for you, man. Hit me. You ready? Hit me, hit me, hit me. Right, let's do been this. been waiting first a year. I've been training for this all year. Let's go. Right. What is your favorite I did not see that coming moment in a film? You can name one of your, one of your moments. It doesn't have to be the moment, but what's one that comes to mind where something happened in a film and you just did not see that coming. Okay. Uh, my favorite one? Mm, one of your favorites, if you like. One of my favorite ones. Have you got one in your mind? 
I do. Mine is definitely the ending of The Departed. Only because I hadn't seen the original film, which had been a re- which it, it had been remade from. So right. when I saw that, you know, I don't know if you've been living under if you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen The Departed. <laughs> spoiler alert, okay? But that's one with uh, Matt Damon in it, right? Yep, Matt mm-hmm. Damon and Leo DiCaprio, and I did not see the ending coming where Leo got shot in the head. He just literally no stepped out the lift and then bam. I was He's like, the wait, what? Yeah. You don't shoot like, the protagonist. That was exactly. an unspoken rule. Right? He's got plot armor. He survived stormtroopers. You don't Honestly. kill the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly one of the most shocking moments in the film I've seen. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good moment. I, I have one now. You kind of gave me an idea. And okay. Let's hear it. This let's one. Hear it. <laughs> oh, man. This one. Imagine you're a gambler, right? Mm-hmm. And you accumulated so much debt and you struggle throughout the whole movie, losing your dignity. And then you finally make the winnings under threat of gunshot. And then you actually die and you win. Uncut gems. Oh, no. Uncut gems, right? <laughs> I remember talking to you about uncut gems right yeah. after like the ending yeah. when Adam Sandler, after all that, he actually managed to win an, a bet purely on uh. chance and he <laughs> lost his life bro <laughs> i've said it before it should have got an oscar man <laughs> i'm still not over that you know I'm oh still my not... gosh that is alan Sandler's best performance in the film 100 100 better than any of his other comedies that was the best drama dramatic role i've seen him in mm. ever that's that for me cemented the fact that adam Sandler can do whatever he wants to if he wants to Precisely. So, but that ending, ah, oh, you're, ah, oh, you're right. That that shocked me so much. That oh. ending was brutal. I felt I was like, damn, we just got out. Why? <laughs> Man, that guy at the end, it's just, oh, it's just, it annoys me thinking about it. He literally <laughs> made the money, but your your ego and your pride was like, nah, this motherfucker still gotta learn his lesson. I'm like, ah. Oh. Jeez, yeah, Man. that's a good one. Thank you. And I thought of an honourable mention, which I think it. we'll actually both agree on this one. Go for it. Not so much that it happened, but how it happened. And I'm gonna say one name, and you're gonna you're gonna start moaning. Negan. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Negan. Uh, come on. England. I know, man. My Sorry to bring goodness. this one up. That one, do you remember how traumatized I was? Days. That was uh, intense. It was at 3 a.m. I'm yeah. already kind of like trying to stay awake and I've got the shivers. You know those shivers that you get, like you're kind of manic at night and you're trying to stay awake for one thing and then you watch it and it just gives you the chills even more. Oh. So for the listeners who are like, what are they on about? <laughs> we are referring to The Walking Dead. I believe this was season six, seven. season six or seven. Yeah, yeah the, pre- the premiere episode. Yeah. So oh. the previous season ended on one of the biggest cliffhangers ever. Imagine you've got your whole main cast lined up in yep. a semicircle, and you got one motherfucker with a bat wrapped with barbed wire, and he's going eeny meeny miny. Mo and the season ends right when he picks Mo and he shows the camera shooting um, point of view point of view of him bashing in the person you don't know who it is and it ends there and we wait they made until us wait for like a year or something. a year to find out who was the unlucky person and he kills one person we didn't we we had guesses who it would be a lot of people did I I don't remember what mine was I think yours was Glenn. Nah, mine wasn't even Glenn. Mine was one of the, no disrespect, lesser characters. I didn't like, think Abraham. I didn't I think I thought it was Abraham. one of the girls. Yeah, I thought, I, thought, I, no, I don't remember what I thought, but yeah. It, then Abraham got cut. And then... Now, the, <sighs> do you know the moment where I was, so, you know, that happens. We see it, We see who gets got in the first episode, the season premiere of the you know, the next season. In like the first 10 minutes or something. Mm. And everyone think... sort of lets out a kind of 
I know R.I.P. Abraham, but everyone mm-hmm. sort of lets out a kind of sigh of relief. Yeah, he wasn't so, a day one, so yeah, it didn't hurt. It doesn't hurt as much as a day one. Exactly. So everyone's like, "Ah, thank God!" And then Daryl, <laughs> damn you, Daryl! Daryl, <laughs> he was he startled the situation. He didn't need to punch Negan. He already seen that his person has been killed. You think he can do it again? Mm. And that's when Daryl used to be a hothead. Honestly, it cost him dearly. Dearly, it cost everyone. It cost everyone. It cost me. <laughs> uh, I'm not over it. Daryl, after Negan finishes smashing in Abraham's head, you know he has the Peter Quill moment where he just does the stupidest thing possible and goes and punches Negan. Mm-hmm. And Negan decides, you know what? One isn't enough. I need to kill another one of you to teach to you guys a lesson. And who does he who does he pick? He doesn't even do any money mo. He just does it. He just but rules are rules. So back to it. <laughs> Hits Glenn on the head. And that's when I think I might have shouted a little bit <laughs> at the time. Bro, I was like <gasps> I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was just like, no way. No. No. Now, the reason I was saying... Instantly, though. That's the worst part. Because the reason I was saying before, it's not that it happened, it's how it happened. Mm -hmm. We all... Readers of the comics knew Glenn was going to go this way. Like, they literally had it um, frame for frame. But the way it was done, man, Mm -hmm. they had us think Glenn escaped death for a second time. Yep. But nope, this was his time, and ah, uh, it was just brutal. I was so traumatized. Even even going back and watching it to this day, I'm just. No, I, I no, do have no, some no. funny feelings about it. But the whole episode was just a whole traumatizing event. It was even bad. the ending. Yeah, they're eating his brains. Not uh, even uh, yeah that also. Plus, when he almost made Rick cut off his own son's arm. Oh my god. His acting in that, he was doing the snuff bubbles and everything and saying, mm. please don't make me do this. And I was like, bro, I can't take this episode, man. That whole episode was just a. And what, from what you've told me in more recent seasons, is Negan. Well, you sort of. You sort of made it seem like Negan is kind of redeemable. Are you definitely <sighs> sure about this? Yeah. Do you not remember what he did to Glenn bro. and Abraham? Bro, I remember. I was there. <laughs> I was there. Do not cite the sacred text to me, which I was there when it was written. <laughs> no, I was there. But I think he is definitely like the way they've done it. They've had years go by, so it's not just like it's not it's, it time has gone by he's done his own share of dirt since and how and he's still done enough to like redeem himself to the point where i'm saying yeah i can see him being an anti-hero he's just out for himself now at the moment but he has got some kind of like camaraderie but it's very testy because maggie is in the recent season the widow of glenn and it is tense i see i see i see okay and you know for the 12th time you have Try to convince me to get back into The Walking Dead, which I promise I will do. Has it Bro, has it completely probably... finished now? Yeah. No, no, no. It's still a mid-season break, so you uh, can, I still I just want you to just wait until it's ended. Yeah. So I can you know what? I'll, I'll I'll watch ahead of time for you and tell you if it's worth the ending. Okay, cool, man. I think I'll just continue anyway because it's one of those ones where I've got so far with it. I might as well. I mm. might as well because I did I did watch beyond the Negan stuff, but it kind of lost me. You know, it got to a point where it was just like, if. It's kind of dead now. Bro, I'm but. telling you, I tried to convince you it was the Whisperers. Stealth yeah. zombies. People who dress up in the skins of zombies and you oh, won't yeah. even know until they get close and then they stab you and kill you. That is terrifying. Out One that pops up in my head is how bad that must smell. That guy is This guy's out here thinking about the logistics of what I'm saying. I'm talking about the horror <laughs> element. All right. Next scenario question. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and rewatch, and if you could erase all memory of something you've seen before and watch it for the first time again, you can only pick one movie or one franchise or one TV show. Shoot. Mm. Okay. In terms of TV show, 
I think I would pick... No, I wouldn't pick that one. Sorry. I haven't got nothing in the chamber. Have we got any? For TV show, I think I would actually pick Lost, you know. Lost. Yeah, you watch Lost. Yeah, I... I have a soft spot for Lost, even though it was an absolute mess. It was season a mess four by to the six. End. Yeah, from season four to... Halfway through season four to the end was just an absolute mess. But I can't deny it. Season one to midway oh. season four was just... Tear. Immense TV. Top, I top loved tier. it, man. And I would yeah. love to just go back and erase the disappointing, the disappointing ending from my memory and watch it again. I'll... T- I'll g- you... There's one thing you got to agree with me, though. Mm-hmm. That ending is less disappointing than Game of Thrones. Prove me wrong. Uh, th- <laughs> fucking Bran. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bran. Oh. you got to admit that. As bad as Lost ending is, it's not as disappointing as Game... I mean, what's the point okay. of Jon Snow being a Targaryen for goodness okay. sake? All right, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll so that's my TV one. Have you got a movie one in mind? For a movie one, the only one I can think of recently is No Way Home, just because I've got experience that I began for the first time. But mm, if you're talking like long term, you got to give me more time, man. I watch a lot of films. I would definitely love to erase everything I know about Lord of the Rings from my mind and just rewatch that. I was thinking that, mm. but I was like, I'm glad I watched it when I did. <laughs> I don't know if now I'd see it the same way. Kind of what you said in previous episodes. I'm like, mm, it's true. It's like, would you have the same view of it if you watch it for the first time now? But I don't uh, know if I would. You know, I'm glad I never have to find out. <laughs> so yeah, this is the situation. Um, I think I'd really like to see Mad Max again for the first time. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Mad Max is a masterpiece. Yeah, I say that because I knew nothing about Mad Max before I watched it. And it was mm-hmm. cute. It was purely. I didn't. I didn't even seen a trailer for it. My my housemate at the time, um, he said, "Let's just go to the cinema and watch something." He's this film called Mad Max. You might like it. I'm like, it's kind of like you don't have to really know much about it. I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm feeling that kind of way. Like exams are over, and I watched it, and I had fun with every single element of that film, and I didn't need to know anything prior to it. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mad Max. Yeah, that film was such a great experience. It is. Definitely. I think one day we'll do like a, an episode just dedicated to our favorite films ever. Like we'll form a list prior and yours. just discuss it. But it's not my favorite, it's not my single favorite film ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mine's Kill Bill, but it's, it's on the list. It's up there. It's 100%. up there, yeah. Defo. Ooh, there's a bunch you could watch for the first time ever. Imagine watching The Dark Knight for the first time. Again. Oh. Being confused by deception for the first time again. <laughs> oh my lord! There's so many. There's so many, but in terms of what comes to mind, I still, I'm still sticking to Lord of the Rings. I just all those iconic moments to just experience them for the first time again. Mm. I think I would still, I would still adore it. I honestly do think that. So, uh, you said for TV show, didn't you as well? Yes. What is so? Going back to your TV show one, you got one in mind. Hmm. And it could be any TV show, like a sitcom or anything. Mm. I know there's one I'm thinking of. It's got a really good storyline, and it actually ends really well. But I can't place it right now. It's a shame. Nah. Nah, it's gone. Never mind. It's all good. We'll cut, yeah. this out. Cut, 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 cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> we shall revisit this one. You haven't escaped, sir. We shall revisit this <laughs> one in the next one. Well, <laughs> yeah, man. It's been a, just a something light to start the year, you know? Something light, something light. Mm. Uh, What's the next thing out in the cinema, actually? You know what? If, you know, if things aren't postponed, I think it really is the Batman. Cause it's the Batman. In terms of things, significant releases, you mean? Mm, yeah. Let me go into let me go into IMDb upcoming films in the UK right now because that's my go to. Um, by the way, are you going to see the new Scream? I, I maybe I'm not sure. I haven't seen the previous ones, but I don't think I really need to. I might. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'll just watch it because I'm curious. Okay, cool. Ah, that's one thing I wanted to discuss with you. 
I think you have seen it now. The mm-hmm. new Fresh Prince. Trailer. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I can tell I can tell they're kind of doing something different with it, so I'm not gonna compare it to um yeah. the original too much. It, it it does not look anything like the original. It's just got the elements of like the story and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I really enjoyed that trailer. At my, when they first announced this project, so I was just like, really? Remake, remake, remake. Mm-hmm. But this is different. It's, this it is looks different. gritty. The comedy doesn't look like it's going to be the main thing in it. It's going it's to be got no actual... laugh track. Yeah, ah, no laugh tracks. <laughs> that's what you're looking for. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hyped about. No laugh track. Come on. I love. I don't really watch like sitcoms and that anymore these days. But are laugh tracks still a thing? You know what? I don't know. Yeah, they are. They are. You can ah, see them yeah. in some Netflix series and stuff. All right, fair enough. But yeah, I I like the look of this rendition of Fresh Prince. Yeah, for sure. What do you think of the actors? I don't know much about them, to be honest. I I recognize the guy who played Uncle Phil from somewhere. Hmm. Atlanta? Mm. Oh, wait, no. I don't want to talk about Uncle Phil. I want to talk about um, Jeffrey, because we recognize him. Oh, I know it. Jeffrey Jeffrey from... uh, He's um, Bushmaster from Luke Cage. (laughs) And he's also also in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Kyle Beepop. And in the days I used to watch TV, BBC, he was in Holby City. Either Holby City or Casualty, because I get them mixed up, but he wasn't oh. one of them. Yeah. He was actually a pretty prominent character, but that's good casting, that's Jeffrey. That's good mm. casting. So yeah, he's the only one I recognised. Yeah. Going back to upcoming, upcoming releases, we've got the Scream coming up. I think I'm going to check that out, because it's actually got quite good um, early reviews. Um, we've got Uncharted next month. Oh, uh, yeah, sweet. And then, so that's pretty much February's big event. And then March. Please do not move the film, please. But we've you know got they could. the Batman. They could. Yeah. Because they moved Morbius, man. Bloody Morbius. Doesn't have to come out soon. They moved that to April. So. Every time they move it, I care a little bit less. It's like we're, not, we're never seeing this film. <laughs> it's gonna get, gonna get to April and be like, ah, oh, just come out in twenty twenty three. Yeah, so like, oh, goodness sake. Mm-mm. Let's say some outdated references and everything right now. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. I say is, I mean, you know, there are loads of films coming out, but notable ones. It's fairly slow start to the year, but I guess it'll pick up momentum later in the year. So, yeah, should be good. Should be good. We but shall see. Again, welcome back, everyone. Looking forward to doing 2022 with y'all. And... Yeah, man. Well, unless you uh, have anything else to say, let's uh, wrap it up. Indeed. So, until next time, we are out. Peace.